So Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuta will join a meeting of NATO countries and allies tonight to discuss the response to Russia's war in Ukraine. We've been invited in to be part of the discussions. There'll be all the NATO members there, but also Australia and Japan and Sweden and Finland and Korea, all, all part of it, and of course New Zealand. And Ukraine's foreign minister will give a briefing. So joining me now is uh, former Prime Minister Helen Clark and a former senior official, of course, at the UN. Hello, uh, Helen. Hi, Andrew. We're obviously not a member of NATO. So why do you think we've been asked to be part of this meeting? Why is it important for us to be at this table? Well, not the first time we've been asked. I personally went in 2007 to what was perhaps called a NATO Plus or a NATO Plus Four meeting. Uh, And that was when we were involved with the international mission in Afghanistan. So on the margins, as they say, of the NATO meeting in Romania that year, Uh, I went with John Howard and with the leaders of Finland and Sweden. None of us were in NATO, but we had a working relationship. Uh, Even before my time as as PM, there was a working relationship in Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, where we were engaged for a while. So not the first time, and I think useful to be in the loop to hear what the uh, NATO foreign ministers are saying. Will they be asking us for for action? Will they be saying, actually, can you send more missiles, for instance, the the Javans, or or will they just be uh, showing us what exactly is being discussed by NATO? Well, I I suspect we'll be in listening mode. Uh, Nanaya Mahuta will also say that the government has made a range of decisions with respect to Russia on sanctions, and there was also the announcement a week or two back about sending uh, intelligence analysts um, uh, through to Europe. I I made a suggestion the other day on radio saying that one of the skills that Ukraine might need right now is skilled forensic pathologists, because there's you know, prima facie war crimes committed before our eyes, and you need a lot of forensic uh, pathology evidence collected for that. Now, I, I recall when I was PM, we made that sort of support available to uh, uh, Thailand after the tsunami, where you had so many uh, yeah, tragically yeah. bodies washed up. So, you know, there's practical things like that you could do. And that is non-lethal aid. And, of course, we've got the whole situation with the Javelin missiles right now, the anti-tank missiles that Defence Minister Pierre Henare revealed he'd suggested to Cabinet to send, but Cabinet had said no. Are we still right to rule out this sort of lethal aid, given the atrocities we're seeing on the TV every night? Well, I'm I'm not across what the discussion is on that, but I I would focus on what is needed uh, very quickly. And and definitely you need evidence uh, for war crimes at prosecutions, which is why I make the particular suggestion about the forensic pathologists. I think the intelligence analysts definitely uh, necessary. Look, you know, whether New Zealand could get any weaponry there in time to be any use uh, remains to be seen. We are at the other end of, end of the earth, and I've no idea whether we've got those missiles or how many or mm. w- whatever. Uh, but I think it's important that Nanaya Mahuta is on that call and is able to say what New Zealand is doing. And I'm getting it in the neck at the moment because I said, what with the unity of the world right now against uh, Russia, uh, the position that we've taken so far actually gives us a chance to help out in the end game if there is an, an end game, and negotiating an end to this this mess. Am I being naive? Well, I'm not you know, so confident that there's going to be an end in the sense of a, a peace settlement anytime soon. I, I think this is likely to settle into, at, at best, a what's called a frozen conflict. And even the 
uh, invasion by Russian-backed uh, forces into eastern Ukraine and Crimea uh, eight years ago. That never led to a peace settlement, and it hasn't even been frozen. So my suspicion is that Russia will try to you know, take more, more territory yet, that probably by the time they get to their victory uh, day and parade on, on May the 9th, the president will want to pronounce that his, quote, special operation has been a success, and they will focus on the east. But what we want to know is if there's going to be some kind of ceasefire, will he stop indiscriminately bombing, shelling Ukrainian towns and cities, terrorising residents and making it unsafe for people to come home and Ukraine trying to rebuild? Because otherwise, Ukraine is left like, you know, the, the bit of meat on the butcher's hook, just swinging, but not wondering when the next blow is going to come. Helen Clark, I thank you so much. Former Prime Minister Helen Clark with her observations on the conflict. Oh.